I sit in bed gazing at my beautiful wife-to-be. I can't believe today is the day we begin our lives together. We kiss and gather ourselves for breakfast. Everyone is excited and nervous about today. I'm eating and smiling, but on the inside, I'm shaking with fear of something new to come and wondering what will change. It's the TMI Project Podcast, a series of stories about the too much information parts of ourselves we usually leave out because we're too ashamed or embarrassed. I'm Eric Harris. And I'm Kaepelie Kalnick. We're your host of Season 5, Black Trans Stories Matter. Before we get started, just want to let you know that as the TMI implies, some content might be too much information for some listeners. And remember, your support keeps our content free and accessible to everyone who wants to listen. So if you like what you hear and you're able to chip in at tmiproject.org, thank you. As you listen, please keep in mind this program was executed during the peak of the pandemic. The performances and interviews were all recorded over Zoom. While the audio quality may be a little lackluster, the content is gold and too good not to share. Let's dive in. Today we're celebrating Sid. My name is Sid. I'm from Durham, North Carolina. And I'm a dad of two. I work in a law firm, an LGBTQ-centered law firm. And yeah, that's all for me. Sid's story is like a breath of fresh air. He reminds us how important it is to take time to savor moments of joy. I decided on my wedding day story just because I was going back and forth between that and my time at an all-women's college. But I just felt like there were not enough stories about how there was happiness in someone's life and I didn't want to be so negative because we could always talk about how our negative has impacted us but we never hear a lot of how someone is happy. I just wanted to share a little bit of that story with folks. So the story of creating your own family, one that includes friends, romantic partners, and maybe even some blood relatives with clear boundaries really resonated with me. Found families have been critical for our survival as trans people. His story takes us to Big Ma's kitchen and makes us part of the family. I'm already hungry. Keep listening to hear more from Sid. It's April 21st, 2020 in Durham, North Carolina. When Whit, my fiance, and I wake up, it's warm and sunny outside. We can smell Big Ma's famous grits and biscuits. I'm nervous. A couple of weeks ago, Whit and I decided to get married at the courthouse because we had to cancel all of our wedding plans, and today is the big day. In 2019, I got a new job and relocated from New York to North Carolina to start work. I moved in with my mom while I looked for a house for Whit and me. This March, Whit was visiting for our bachelorette's party. The pandemic hit. She got stuck in North Carolina because of the panorama going on. What a pain that was. It was such an emotional time, but we knew that a wedding did not define our love. As we wait for breakfast, I sit in bed gazing at my beautiful wife-to-be. I can't believe today is the day we begin our lives together. We kiss and gather ourselves for breakfast. Everyone is excited and nervous about today. I'm eating and smiling, but on the inside, I'm shaking with fear of something new to come and wondering what will change. While eating my breakfast, I'm thinking, shit, I forgot to pick out my clothes. I want them to be special and look weddingly because I know they'll make me take pictures. 
I'm looking around at the table to see my grandmother, Big Ma, smiling ear to ear, and my mom looking a little sad. I take my mom to the side. Ma, what's going on? She takes a deep breath and says, I'm hurt. I'm happy that y'all are getting married, but I'm hurt that you don't want me to be there. Damn it. I'm trying to gather the right words to say to her, but I know nothing will make it better. I calmly explain that Whit and I are only allowed two witnesses in the courthouse. Whit's mom is dead, and without her there, she didn't want to have my mom at the courthouse as one of the two witnesses. It would be too much on top of not having the wedding she dreamed of. Started to cry a little bit because I don't want my mom to miss this important moment in my life, and I don't want my wife to be to be sad on this special day. My mom is my best friend. We've done everything together since the day I was born. My father has been gone for as long as I can remember. Growing up, I begged my father to be let into his life. Shit, I would have done anything for his love. I always wondered if he would love me if I acted like daddy's little princess. Sometimes I blame his absence on me being trans but he buried me long before I came out. Now my dad is just another person I begged for love and walked away from with a broken heart. I don't need him, but I still want his attention to be a priority in his life and to spend time with him. I still want to know I'm loved, not just by my mom or my uncle or big mom, but by my father too. I remind myself I'm doing fine without him. I figured out how to shave by myself without him. I figured out how to take care of my family and bought us a house without him. I figured out how to be the best me without him. Perhaps most impor importantly, I figured out how to no longer beg for love from people who don't deserve love from me. But my mom and my wife-to-be, they both deserve my love. And I hate to hurt either of them. I'm sorry, mom, I say. I promise we'll bring back pictures and we'll celebrate with you. We'll have a cake and friends at the house when we return. Now I need to get myself together. I hop in the shower to prepare for the rest of the day. Whit asks if she could pick out my clothes. I say yes, with a big smile on my face. I look in the mirror and remind myself what's happening. I'm marrying the love of my life. She has supported me through some very dark times and been there for the very best. When I get out the bathroom, I see Whit has picked out my outfit and asked what shirt she should wear, holding up a white and black shirt. You look good, good in anything, baby, but I know you wanted to wear a shade of white on your wedding day. I'm sweating while putting on my clothes, excited for what's to come and also sad because she will be returning to New York soon. As I'm putting on my belt, I look over at Whit staring at me and can't help but smile. We start to head out. I kiss my mom and Big Ma goodbye, and we begin our drive to the courthouse. We pull up and see our witnesses, Don Marie and Miles, walking up the steps. Miles is smiling and ready to witness our love, and Don Marie is taking all the pictures for us to savor and show at our celebration later. We all walk through the cold and bulky metal detectors and speak to all the sheriffs. We all have our temperatures taken, we head up to the third floor, we walk in the room, and my hands begin to sweat. 
I knock on the door to let the magistrate know we're here. And we sit in the back waiting on him. As he enters the room, feels so small. I miss my mom. Then I take one look at Wit, even though I wish this were different. And I know this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I sit back, take a deep breath, and think to myself, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Thank you. We caught up with Sid recently and asked him about the experience of sharing his story. It was nerve-wracking. I talked about how it affected my mom and my wife and me. So I was a little nervous because they were all in the audience and they'd never heard this story. They'd never heard me talk about it. And so it was just nerve-wracking for them to hear how I felt on that date. But afterwards, I felt a relief because now they knew how I felt. They both had their own perspectives, but they got to see the whole picture told in one story. Sid has an air of wisdom around him, like he's lived life before and now he knows all the secrets. He was kind enough to share some advice for anyone who wants to be a bit more joyful every day. There is happiness in the midst of chaos and sadness. You always have to take a bit of time to be happy for yourself. Otherwise, you'll just be sad and we don't like to be sad all the time. Great advice. We encourage you to think about your daily practices. What can you do for yourself today? I write for a few moments every day. It's usually a poem, but sometimes it's a narrative, a love letter, a hate letter, or another page in my novel. Take a couple minutes to yourself each day and just try to find something that makes you happy because that will make a difference in your life. It has for me. Taking a few minutes to be creative every day scratches a good itch deep in my brain. I always feel better. Thanks, Sid. Next up is Theodora, who embodies courage, commitment, and claiming her space in the world during her first public walk in women's clothing. Stick around. It's going to be special. I'm Eric. And I'm Kate Lee. Black Trans Stories Matter was created by barroom icon, actress, and TMI Project storyteller, Ms. C.C. Suazo. The program and workshops are led by me and Kate Lee Kalnick. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps. TMI Project is available to offer true storytelling workshops and performances for your school or workplace. This episode of Season 5 of the TMI Project podcast, Black Trans Stories Matter, is produced in partnership with Radio Kingston. It was written and edited by me, Eric Harris. It was mixed and mastered by Stevie Manns. Our theme song is Secrets by Edison Woods. TMI Project's executive director is Eva Tenuto. Our operations and programs manager is Blake File. Our marketing and digital coordinator is Laura Marie Ruoco. Our graphic designer is Lauren Gill. In addition to me and Kate Lee Kalnick, our workshop leaders are Perla Iora, Haley Downs, Rain Grayson, Ray Lipkind, Dara Lurie, Julie Novak, Blake File, Eva Tenuto, and Micah. To learn more, support our work, and find a special writing prompt so you can start telling your story, visit tmiproject.org slash podcast.